0: This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. Well, I'm actually going to start this over. This is the Coffee and Bicycles podcast. Uh, I think this is the fourth podcast that I am doing. Uh, It's going to start with a few different parts of what is coming up about three months and 21 days from now which is the Dog Days Wine Tour, which is something that happens all over Lorain County and Erie County in northern Ohio. Mainly, I want to talk about the Dog Days ride. Uh, It's definitely something that I really enjoyed last year. Uh, It definitely made me want to strive for more long-distance riding overall. Um, I ended up doing 100 miles 104 miles plus last year. Uh, When I originally set out last year, I was uh, strictly riding just a fixie bike or fixed gear bike. If uh, you have no idea what a fixie or a fixed gear bike is, uh, what it means is that it's just one single gear, no brakes, consistent pedaling. So there's no freewheel. So what a freewheel is, if you're not um, well-versed in in bicycling if you stop pedaling you hear that little um, that little like reverb or whatever you want to call it um, or that as you're like coasting along I guess is the the proper way on a fix your bike you don't have that so if you're coming up to a stop or anything like that it's basically real quick movement back as far as like either slowing down your pedaling or you know um a weird uh i don't know uh what's the word i'm looking for either way it's just to stop it instantaneously with your feet there's no brakes there's no hand brakes on it uh a cousin of mine thought he could ride my bicycle uh while i was gone one day he decided to ride it almost wrecked because he realized the damn thing didn't have brakes it was a lot more difficult to ride than he thought and uh, Snapchat at the same time, which was kind of funny. So going into it, I was like, well, this is going to be something that might be a little more difficult to me. Um, I think the options at the time, which I'm going to verify all this information here shortly for you. um, It was either like a 35 mile, which would only hit one winery and then go back to like where like the stop was. There was a 50 mile, which would have hit like two or three wineries. There was a 75 and then there was the hundred. Well, previously um, all I had was the fixed gear bicycle. Like I said, Uh, prior to the night or two nights before the actual dog days ride, I decided to pick up a gravel bike, which was the salsa journeyman that I had recently uh, bought. And I was going to use for the entire ride. Um, however, there were some shortfalls as far as like getting it ready for the ride, but, uh, at about like the 50 mile mark, uh, Joe from Swerve definitely showed up, uh, clutch with a new salsa journeyman for me, fitted with my bars and everything that I wanted. And I was able to continue the ride. Now I'm not going to get too far ahead in the story because the dog days ride is something that I want to. Explain not only by myself uh, but with Adam who was there with me as well. Sorry, I had to get a uh, drink of my PBR here. Yep, PBR, the uh, drink of champions. So, lately I've been rereading a a classic in my opinion or a favorite book in my opinion, and that is called The Zen and Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Now this is a like a passage uh that i took from the book recently as i've been rereading it like i said and it's kind of really resonated with me um it's also a way to kind of maybe just approach different things in life uh not only just like say a bike ride or maybe a run or anything like that that you're doing um so it's just something that maybe you just want to think about in your own head and maybe what it means to you. Um, The passage, uh, I think, is from like chapter 16 of the book itself. If you have read it before or haven't read it, I would suggest either rereading it or read it. It's like seven bucks on Amazon. You should uh, definitely pick it up. It'll be there next day if you have that Prime business. Shameless plug for Amazon Prime. Uh, The passage goes... The reality of your own nature should determine the speed. If you become winded, slow down. You climb the mountain in an equilibrium between restlessness and exhaustion. Then when you're no longer thinking ahead of each footstep, isn't just a means to an end, but a unique event in itself. This leaf has jagged edges. This rock looks loose. From this place, The snow looks less visible, even though closer. These are things you should notice anyways. To live only for some future goal is shallow. It's the sides of the mountain which sustain life, not the top. Here's where things grow. Here is where things can get, I guess, kind of deep for some people. Uh, Others, you know, probably can relate to a lot of these things. There is so many things that can keep you away from, you know, enjoying what you do. You know, whether it's work, whether it's school, uh, just other family things that are going on around you that is just a distraction. For me, when it comes time to riding bicycles, I like to be able to take everything that in that's, you know, you're passing, whether it's, you know, wildlife, that's beside you, like a squirrel that's running across the path, a deer that, you know, will come across the path itself or just the overall scenery stuff that you just don't see on a normal basis, or you just take for granted in general. And I think that passage definitely makes you think about like, Hey, what's important to you? Um, Is it noticing these things that makes you realize that the fact that you have a missed Snapchat or a missed text message and you need to respond to it, like throughout your daily life, you look at your phone and you're like, Oh crap, I got to send another text message back to this person about whatever real quick. No, like when you're on a bicycle or you're out for a run or out for a hike, like, you don't have that need because basically what is all around you is giving you what you need for for your own survival. So I guess survival is not the word that I should use. It should be more so along the lines of sanity. And what I'm gonna touch on as far as that goes is, I'm, thir- I'm in my early 30s right now. Uh, when you were younger, when you were playing hide-seek, and going riding bikes with your buddies, the biggest of your worries, honestly, was making sure that you were home before the streetlights came on or as the streetlights came on, depending on the type of neighborhood that you lived in. Um, with that being said, there's not all these distractions. Not to check how many likes you have on a photo that you have. Not... Uh, checking to see how many notifications you have a friend of yours that is like bombarding you with text messages or a family member that's having issues or work just kind of, um, taking over your life, which don't get me wrong. I work retail. I completely understand like the whole, um, the whole fact that people are relying on you depending on you, etc. But at the same time, it is very good to have that, separation. And with me personally, I can't speak for everybody else. For me personally riding a bicycle, that's pretty much the only way that I can let off some steam, be able to kind of realize my place in the food chain of life, be able to um, appreciate what's around me. And if I'm in a group of people riding a bicycle, I can appreciate the friendship and the camaraderie of the people that are around me at the time. And yes, some things can also be said for, you know, alcohol as well. Yes, there are some memorable times that you can have when you've had drinks with buddies and whatnot, but things like the dog days tour or any ride in general that you may have experienced with your friends or any type of experience with your friends is something to be valued and can be very memorable and something that you can look back on. And definitely last year, I can definitely say for sure was something that I am looking back on because I really enjoyed it. It sucked at the time because it was the first time that I have ever rode a century ride, but it's something that I'm very looking forward to this year on January 13th of 2019 to do the Dog Days Wine Tour ride this year. Um, and that's something that I want to get in better shape for this year compared to last year. Cause last year it was like me, Adam and a handful of other people that were one of the only few people that actually did the hundred mile ride. Now I did contact silver wheels cycling club, which is the cycling club that is in charge of organizing this every year. And This is actually the 13th annual Dog Days Wine Tour that they are uh, doing this year. And the cycling routes are 28 miles, 50 miles, 68, and 100 miles. They're starting at a different location this year. Um, It's a little bit further north, so they can hit a new winery now, um, which I will speak about here in just a moment. There are six wineries that they're going to hit this year. Um, they are going to go to Mattis Winery, which is where we went last year Vermilion Valley vineyards, uh, redhead cider house cider at Burnham orchards, D and D Smith winery, paper moon in Vermilion, and Sandy Ridge, which I think is a new winery this year. Uh, that is located either in Huron or Berlin Heights. I think it's not too far from Quarry Hill. But uh, we are hitting six wineries this year. And the nice thing with this is you don't have to sit there and either drink at every stop or anything like that. They have a lot of these rest stops that will give you snacks and hydration, basically, to keep you going. Last year, I could probably maybe say honestly that I had maybe three or four drinks, but a lot of it was pickle juice, um, bananas, and a lot of different snacks. It wasn't even, it wasn't even alcohol. I think we stopped at Paper Moon uh with our girlfriends and other friends, and we had a drink and Maybe some cheese and crackers and then we were back on the ride because we wanted to do those hundred miles Almost to the 50 mile mark I really wanted to ride the last 50 on the 50 on the fixed gear bike or the fixie But thankfully Joe from swerve like I said earlier showed up with my new gravel bike already assembled and ready to go for me to finish the rest of the ride On the gravel bike, which did make it a lot easier having a geared bicycle to finish the ride. This honestly is one of the most fun rides from everything that I've understood from years previous, Uh, just because it's not really like a race. It's just more so a fun thing to do with friends, family or as like a team. Uh, So there's really like no medals. There's really no time frame to do it. I mean, there is, but there isn't, Um, you know, if this is something that interests you and you want to get into it, definitely start planning uh, ahead as far as, you know, maybe starting off with 10 to 15 mile rides and then kind of just like work your way up. But up until I did the hundred miles, what I was really doing, honestly, is doing 10 to 20 mile rides on the fixed gear bike even up to, I think maybe a 40 mile ride, which I did from, um, was it independence all the way down to winking lizard and back on the fixed gear bicycle. Uh, because I mean, that really helped me out too, with the inclines and declines, uh, of the elevation on that fixed gear bike to be able to handle the hills of, uh, Lorraine and Neary County because yeah, you can sit there in a spin class for I don't know half hour, an hour, however long a spin class goes, but a lot of them aren't really gonna give you that hands on feeling of being through actual terrain of you know, your incline and decline of some of the hills that you know are out there in real life, not only that but the resistance of the wind a lot of people don't really think about how much resistance you're actually going to have with the wind that's out there either i have reached out to the dog days uh, wine tour coordinators and hopefully within the next like two weeks i should get a response and maybe either have them on here or get a little bit of a clip from them to Maybe better explain, like, things that I want to know, honestly, is, like, how it started, why it started, Um, you know, do they plan on doing it more, are they planning on expanding it, you know, next year, things like that. Also, people ask, hey, it's a wine ride, like, what do I do with my wine? Do I keep it in a bag? Do I have to bring a bag with me? Or... Or what? Like, what do I do with it? Do I just come back and pick it up later? Well, what they do, like, they, they allow you to purchase the wine, um, but they will actually, like, take it back for you. Like, there's sag wagons that will ride around with you, and they will actually take things back to the station with your name on it so you can pick it up later at the end of the ride. Also, those same sag wagons will take you home, too, if need be, if you don't feel comfortable like you're going to finish the ride either. Also, another thing like, you know, that last year, I think we were done by six o'clock, but a lot of people are like, okay, it's my first ride. I really want to do 100 miles or 75 miles or what is it? 68 miles, whatever I said, 30, 28, 36 and whatever the ride is. Um, basically like they won't close out like the cookout, you know, until basically everybody has, you know, come back. Um, there's support vans that will go throughout the, uh, throughout the rate, uh, throughout the route, I should say. Um, any riders that are not back by six, they'll throw in the van. Um, the cookout for that day is scheduled from 30 to seven. So they will come and pick you up take you back and make sure that you're back safely and get you enough food, which the food that they gave us last year was phenomenal. The cookout was great. So to kind of start the uh, ending of this uh, last segment of the podcast, I'm going to finish with another passage from that same book, the Zenon Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And the... Other passage that I really like, it's actually on the same page as the previous passage, and its mental reflection is so much more interesting than TV. It's a shame more people don't switch over to it. They probably think that what they hear is unimportant, but it never is. This does kind of tie back to, you know, being able to kind of separate yourself from everything. So, like I said, when you're on your phone, you kind of have, or you have your phone on you, I should say on your person, you're kind of always constantly reminded of things that you should be doing or something that's calling to your attention or, you know, some people consider it like the uh, fear of missing out or FOMO, whatever you want to call it. Um, Being able to go on a bike ride, regardless for distance or just for, for leisure, I feel personally gives you that opportunity to be kind of one with whatever you're doing at the time, which you can take that however you want. Um, You're able to stay centered and focus on what you're doing. There's really nothing that's taking you away from, I guess, I, I guess I just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the, the proper way to, to say it, but you you're focusing on the single task at hand. You're, there's nothing that's taken away from your focus, I guess at the time. And I guess runners and bicyclists can really I guess relate to this a little bit more. I mean, there's probably other professions or other people that are out there that can relate to this as well. But when you're on a bicycle or when you're out running, you're not really paying attention to like what else you have to kind of do for the day because your overall task at hand is, you know, one more pump with the the crank on the bicycle to get you to, you know, your next destination or. To get you back to where you're finishing same thing when you're running one foot in front of the other and that's all that matters at that point in time so you know your overall uh, mental toughness or as they say mental reflection you really see how strong of a person or how strong your brain is or how strong your mind is with A simple test or a difficult test with running or riding a bicycle for a long distance or a short distance you really see how strong your will is while doing these simple tasks and like I said this might be something that might be a little bit too deep as far as a uh, podcast goes or it might not be it may resonate with some people this may be one of those podcasts where it's like, eh, that's not really how I feel when I'm running or on a bicycle or in general when I think of that passage. But it's all, you know, it's going to speak to some people. It's not going to speak to anybody, you know. But in all honesty, that's just one thing that. I would say bike bicy- bicycling personally has done for me it's been a, an outlet it's been an outlet to kind of let off steam n- not have to really think about anything or maybe have me realize how mentally strong I am not just physically strong but how mentally strong I am because it's like oh i need to go 5 more miles no You need to go 15 or even 50 more miles before you can think of quitting. And that's really something that I feel like this Dog Days wine tour, you know, even though it's something that's not timed, it's not really like a contest, but it's something that really made me realize how, uh, I guess how, how tough of a person I was to actually be able to complete something like that, a full century ride in, I think it was under maybe like 10 hours. I don't know the exact time I'd have to, uh, go back through my Strava shout out to Strava to see exactly how long it was. But I do know that it was over, um, 104 minutes or 104 miles with my buddy, Adam Pesci shout out, Adam Pesci. I guess to kind of wrap this up. Uh, it's definitely a fun ride to do. If it's something that you definitely want to do and you can live in the area. Definitely get a hold of us at Bicycle at B I C Y period C L E. Uh, we can definitely try to get a group to go uh, with everybody. I think most of us are doing the hundred miles this year. Uh, I don't think anybody's doing less. But if someone is doing less, uh, you can definitely start with us and kind of go from there. If you want to go a little bit further obviously if the the more the merrier we're definitely uh willing to meet up with people have a few drinks and uh have a good time like i said this is not only going to be the um, only podcast on the dog days wine tour at the uh at this point in time we plan on having a couple more definitely want to have adam on here a buddy of mine who uh Completed it with me last year, uh, maybe our bar, boy Mikey, who also did it last year. Uh, Silver Wheel Cycling Club, I'm trying to get a hold of them. See if they will uh, get back with me as far as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? See if they will get uh, back to me as far as going over how it started, why it started, things like that. And then, And then again, this is something that I'm really learning as I go along with the podcast itself. Um, so if you do have any suggestions or anything like that, I did uh, create a new email address as well. Uh, so you can send emails or, like I said, the DM through at bicycles at B-I-C-Y period C-L-E on Instagram or at outlook.com. Those are going to be the two best ways to reach me, Uh, and if you want to be a guest or anything like that, you can definitely send a link or a message, I should say, um, to either of those ways of contact. So with that being said, I thank you very much for tuning in to the first podcast of the Dog Days Wine Tour. Uh, We might even live podcast from the Dog Days Wine Tour, depending on how tired I am. But we still got about three months for that. So we will definitely have at least two more podcasts before we get to that Dog Days Wine Tour. How many times can I say that on one podcast? Dog Days Wine Tour. Dog Days Wine Tour. Silver Wheels Cycling Club. If you know people that are on the Silver Wheels Cycling Club, send them to this podcast. Have them listen to it. Have them email me. I would like to talk to them. That would be great. So uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I'm working on a new tagline for this. I'm going to work on this one for right now. See how this works. Uh, Enjoy the ride. Have a good day.